Hello, strong, feisty women. Some of you may recognize my voice. I'm Celine Yeager, host of the Hit Play Not Pause podcast. Throughout my career as a professional health and fitness writer and now a podcaster, I hear countless questions from women who are trying to understand how their ever-changing hormones impact their sports performance. So we decided to serve up some answers in a brand new series called Hormonal that we will be releasing on the Feisty Women's Performance Podcast feed. Throughout this four-part series, reproductive endocrinologist Dr. Carla DiGirolamo and I will be tackling topics like periods, the pill, pregnancy, and conditions like PCOS, all from the perspective of sports performance. If you aren't already, follow the Feisty Women's Performance Podcast and stay tuned for our first episode releasing on April 15th. Also, have questions you want answered? Send us a voice note at speakpipe.com slash hormonal and we'll get it answered on the show. You are listening to the Girls Gone Gravel podcast, a show for women who are chasing their everyday and epic adventures. This podcast is hosted by Christy Moan and me, Katherine Taylor, and powered by Feisty Media. Well, hello. Hi. Have you noticed that I've taken to leading? You have. I'm impressed. I have. I've come a long way over the last two years. (laughs) You you have. And I don't even have to sit here and stare at you until you say it now. (laughs) Uh, You're sitting by the fire. I'm sitting by the fire. Because it's still cold. (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, it, I keep wanting it to be spring and, you know, now that I'm in Washington and the weather is pretty, it's not these crazy, like extremes that you lows, have in yeah. the South. And so I'm like, oh, but you, you miss that like fake spring where it's really nice and like yeah. warm for several days. Yeah. So um, if you hear noise in the background, I'm in the house with eight people in Canada for, we're getting ready for our women's performance summit this weekend. Yay. So we're all, we're all in our Airbnb up here in Canada. Nice. We made it across the border. That's awesome. Every time I'm like, they still let us in. <laughs> Can still happen. Can still so I think happen. my dog actually is like, I'm done with everybody and once in the bedroom. Oh my <laughs> She's gosh. Like, keep me away from all I the need people. To get in. That's hilarious. That's yeah. Hilarious. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, you've got a lot coming up, huh? Getting ready to, for the launch of the Lifetime Grand Prix series in a couple of weeks. Grand Prix starts in a couple of weeks which is exciting. The uh, sea otter is coming up. Yeah. Camp is next week. Undown gravel camp is next week. It's, and, uh, yeah. it's go time. And well, the most exciting thing of all is coming up. The gra- the gone graveling festival. Yeah. Okay. I didn't, I thought maybe you had something else. Cause sometimes you spring stuff on me and I was like, what are, is that what we're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> no, obviously the gone graveling festival. Yeah. Gone graveling. We're, Oh my gosh, we're like a month away from being in Bentonville. I'm not having I, panic attacks at all. I'm <laughs> not, I have not been writing enough. I'm hoping I can be of use to everybody. So well, you're I'm gonna sure teach people how to descend. I can teach people skills, how to descend. How to descend. Yeah. Descend. And we have like 30, 45, and 62 mile options. So you can always yeah, like I can, I can hang with that. It'll be, I'll be the I'll do the I'll do the um 
lower mileage stuff, which will be good for all, all parts of me on all honesty. So yeah. let's be honest. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that speaking of, it's interesting because we have, we have Denisha Snell on today who we'd been trying to get on. And yeah. Cause somebody got lost hiking. Somebody got lost hiking. I'm sure everybody on here has heard that. Yeah. Well, we also <laughs> talk about it on the podcast, on the podcast, <laughs> but, um, I liked what she said that she's owning the queen of the short distances of the short course. Yeah. That's so, me. Right. I don't like, I'm like, I actually listened to our podcast. Uh, we were on the Con- consummate athlete podcast. Did yeah. you see that came, episode came out? I saw it came out. I haven't listened to it. We were quite good on that. I'm going to brag on us, <laughs> but I was like, oh yeah, I did say like, she's asking me for, um, how we handle racing. And I was like, well, I don't do that anymore. I just like to have fun. Yeah. Like, like for me, well, not, not racing is like actually, a like going out and having fun for me sometimes is a harder goal than actually racing. Cause I spent so many years like racing and triathlon and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And so like changing that mindset of like, that doesn't make it make me a better writer or anything. Right. Yeah. Um, but I loved Denisha's like energy around that. Yeah. She's awesome. I'm it, it she's, I, I mean, I, you know, honestly, I've gotten to meet so many amazing people through the bike and, um, you know, I'm, I'm really grateful for that. For, I mean, she's just awesome. Denisha's a great, she's, she's a great human. She's become a good friend. Um, I just, it's just fun to, to see her enthusiasm and, you know, she might be our most stylish podcast guest. Ever. Very stylish. Always, always. Yeah. Even on the bike. Yeah. There's a picture I should send it to you, but I'm, I know you would end up using it. I took a selfie with her when she was at camp this year and I like looked at it and I was like, oh my God, I look like shit and you look beautiful. <laughs> I'm sure you looked beautiful. She was, no, <laughs> I did not. it was a really bad picture, but I mean, just like, damn woman. So she's great. She's, she's, she's really, it's a really fun interview. She's a really great human. And hopefully you, y'all will take a listen, tap her for some advice if you need to, and then say hi to her if you see her out on at a gravel yeah. event. Yeah. So. All right. Well, we'll stop talking and get onto our interview with Denisha Snell. I was like, Schnell. Schnell. No matter what adventure you're dreaming of, you understand what it means to push harder, reach further, and go the extra mile. This relentless drive runs in your blood. That's why Inside Tracker provides you with a personalized plan to build endurance, boost energy, and optimize your health for the long haul. Created by leading scientists in aging, genetics, and biometrics, Inside Tracker analyzes your blood, DNA, and fitness tracking data to identify where you're optimized and where you're not. You'll get a daily action plan with personalized guidance on the right exercise, nutrition, and supplementation for your body. And when you connect Inside Tracker with your Fitbit or Garmin, you'll also unlock real time recovery tips after you complete your workout. It's like having your own personal trainer and nutritionist in your pocket. For a limited time, you can get 20% off the entire Inside Tracker store. Just go to insidetracker.com forward slash feisty. That's insidetracker.com forward slash feisty. Finally, we're getting to interview your friend, Denisha. <laughs> <laughs> Denisha's in the house. <laughs> hey, what's up? We're, we're so excited because Christy got lost on a 25 mile hike. That wasn't supposed to be 25 miles right. when we were supposed to interview you. That's crazy. I just can't. I just can't. <laughs> I just can't. 
So one, we're excited that you're here. We're also glad that Christy's still with us. <laughs> right. That's the biggest thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh God. Yeah. Thank that you was for having me. Yeah. We're so stoked that you're here. And and again, apologies publicly for screwing that up. Um, but you know, it all works out. And so you're here now. Here we go. Absolutely. It always works out when it's supposed to and how it's supposed to. So I'm glad to be here. Yeah, the universe does that for us. So absolutely. <laughs> and then Christy had also said right before you came on, like Denisha's gonna show up in style. And I have to say, people can't see because this is just a video or audio, but there is style going on here, especially with that yellow wall behind you. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yes, that is my yellow wall. It's gonna be gray at some point. I'm gonna tone it down a, a little bit, but the yellow with no hair and big glasses always works. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> So I said, I was like, Denise, will be all looking fly. Here we are. <laughs> Catherine and I are in our sweatshirts. We're <laughs> on for the end of the day. <laughs> it's all good. It's yeah, all good. It Y'all are beautiful. <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. Well, Denisha, tell give us your story. Like, I know you've got, had a long history in cycling. So tell us, tell us all about you, how you got into cycling and the things you've done. Absolutely. Well, you know, the the funny thing is you say a long history and I was just sitting here counting on my fingers. Like, how long have I been riding a bike, not including when I was a kid? And I think my first venture into riding bikes was maybe 2014, 2013. So it's been about eight years, maybe eight or nine years when I first pick up a bike. So um, let me take y'all back way back, yes. <laughs> way back. So I about, so let me give you a little bit of background on, on myself. So, you know, born and raised here in Kansas City, diagnosed as a diabetic at 15. Um, they said it, it, at first type one, I stopped taking my insulin. They said, well, you're not dead. You must be type two. But I've always struggled a bit with my, with my health and with my weight. And so about eight or nine years ago, I decided, okay, I'm about to get myself together, right? So I've always exercised. That's not been a big deal. And honestly, the weight is not a big deal either because I think I'm cute any way I am. The issue was I was diabetic. So being able to care for myself and care for my sugars was something that I really thought was important a few years back because I'm also a mother of two young women. And so I thought to myself, okay, Denise, you got to get yourself together. You got to stop smoking. You got to, you know, get your, get your sugars in check. How are you going to do that? And I thought, Hmm, my brother rides a bike. Let me pick up a bike and start riding that. And so of course, at the time I was a smoker and I, you know, I smoked a, a pack a day maybe and got on, hopped on a bike here in Kansas city. I had a guy that was riding with me, uh, Kenneth Walker at the time, at the time was riding. He said, Denise, I'll teach you how to ride on the road and I had a hybrid bike it was riding and and uh started going up some of these kansas city hills and thought hmm it's time to stop smoking because my lungs were not that was not the thing but i just from there i just kind of progressed right and so as everybody will tell you you get one bike you start riding you progress to the next bike you then progress to the next bike and i followed that path with everyone else so in the years since then in the past eight or nine years i've taken quite a bit of time to learn how to road cycle learn how to care for myself learn how to ride gravel which is what we're going to talk about today and all of that really was me figuring out how to 
keep my health in check. And so in case your listeners can't tell, I'm a black woman, um, in case you haven't figured that out. And so, you know, I come from a long line of diabetic and, you know, there's people who, who are overweight, who don't have issues with diabetes or high blood pressure or any of that. I, that was not me. And so cycling was really my way to get myself in check. You said you were 15 when you were diagnosed. I was 15. Okay. And obviously you don't want to find out you're not type one by stopping taking your medication. (laughs) Don't do that. that. That's, you know what? That was really stupid on my part. And I will tell you (laughs) now they will say I'm like 1.5, which is not a real, it's it's a diagnosis, but it's not, you know, people don't normally say 1.5 and I'll tell you how I got to that point, but no, do not stop taking your insulin. If people, if your doctor puts you on insulin, keep taking it. I was stupid. I had gone to college and I was like, oh, I ain't nobody got time to be taking this insulin. I'm drinking. Let me let let me let me go ahead and these few little drinks, and I'll be okay. Well, I didn't die. I did end up in the hospital with ketoacidosis, though. Wow, which could be very fatal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it has been fatal for people. I ended up in the hospital with ketoacidosis, but I did not die. And they were like, "Yeah, okay, we're gonna figure this out." Hmm. Yeah, it's um definitely. Well, you were at our women's camp this last. Fall, yes. which was super fun having you, but got to uh, look in your snack bag. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> which Denisha doesn't throw snacks out. No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I keep everything. She had, she, yep. She could yeah. uh, fix your bike, feed you, <laughs> give you some quarters for the washing machine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty spectacular. That's Absolutely. amazing. You are the person that I want to ride with because I'm always like, I need to be prepared for this ride. Yeah. So let me give you a little, a, another little piece of my story. Four years ago, almost five years now, I watched my mother take her last breath. Oh, okay. Wow. My mother was a diabetic and she died from complications of diabetes. At that point, when I watched my mother take her last breath, I was like, I'm done. So Not only am I a diabetic athlete, I'm a bariatric athlete as well. So Mm. I've had gastric sleeve and I am off of all insulin. I take two medications, that's it. But I'm always well prepared because I don't ever exactly know what I'm going to need or what's going to happen. So I keep glucose pills, glucose tablets. Christy saw my crackers that I had in my, you know, and those crackers had been there probably since unbound. So probably, <laughs> probably since, they, they were nasty looking. <laughs> they were nasty, but here's what I do. It's gone now. I finally ate it. Like I, you know, I just stick it in my mouth and let it sit there for a while. You know, it does the job, but you know, you just never know what you might need. So through this whole journey and losing, Losing weight and getting my diabetes in check, I've learned kind of the things that I have to do to make sure that I'm not in the on on those hills of Flint and they don't eat me up. So I'm not getting lost on a you know, Christy. We won't talk about the 26 <laughs> mile hike, but, but I accidentally um, did, yeah. <laughs> right? But you know, I so I take certain steps to make sure that I'm able to make it through what I need to make it through, and some of that is not throwing away crackers and cookies 
cookies and sandwiches. And some of that is keeping quarters because you never know. I might have run into somebody and have to give them 50 cents to give me a little Debbie snack cake. But I also wear a continuous glucose monitor. And every so many miles, I'm checking my glucose and I'm I'm making sure that I'm I'm good. I prefer to be a little on the high side versus the low side. And so I've learned through these years kind of how do I keep myself in check, especially riding gravel. Oh, when yeah. I was riding, yeah, when I was riding the road, cool. I could stop at a gas station. Yeah, that's a really good point. Cause you get out there and there's there's not a de- little Debbie cake around the next corner. It's not. Yeah. There's cows. Like I could always, you know, I'm not big of a, a beef eater, but you know. Yeah. That seems like a lot of work. Just on your health diagnosis, I, I'm curious because my understanding is obviously in the black community, you the access to healthcare is not as good and you have to really be an advocate for yourself. And there's like an assumption, right? Like the black community does have more diabetes, like these diseases. And so I feel like often it's not treated the same way that we would be in the white community. Like, did you feel like you had to really advocate for yourself and how did you do that? Well, yes and no. So when, when I was younger, I did not advocate for myself because I didn't care. Right. right. But to me, it was, uh, you know, people say you get diagnosed and then you go through a whole state of denial. I was in denial probably until my 20s, maybe, you know, so I was in denial for a very long time. The older I've gotten, there has been times that I've had to advocate for myself. I mean, what people don't tell you is having bariatric surgery and it's not a it's not the cure all. Right. Mm-hmm. But. I was pumping myself full of a lot of insulin, a lot of insulin. I was taking mealtime insulin. I was taking nighttime insulin. I was getting up and pumping myself full of uh, long acting insulin in the morning. And it was a spiral. Once you start taking it, it's just, you know, and so doing a lot of research, um, talking to a lot of people, finding out, you know, what have you done? Having a great primary care physician who understood uh, my primary care physician was a black woman who Mm. struggled herself with diabetes and weight. And we had some long conversations about what does this mean? What is this going to look like for your health? How can you beat this? And, you know, we came around to gastric sleeve surgery and, you know, my BMI was high, my sugars, they were calling me a brittle diabetic, which, you know, that means I was just out of control. And um, she was like, you're doing damage to your body. So, you know, I had to go in and weigh the cost. My mother had congestive heart failure and, you know, they were going to put her on dialysis and everything. And I just kind of looked at that, had to look at that and say, okay, hey, what do I need? And how am I going to advocate for myself to get what I need? But once I did the research and understood, I got tuned into some really good doctors, really good surgeons. And again, I think because I had a black woman who was my primary care physician, it made a lot of difference. Oh, that's awesome. When did you have the sleeve? Five years ago? I had, the, I had the sleeve in 2019. Okay. Wow. You've made some progress. I've made some progress. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, the, I, this, and this is what I tell people. And I think this goes well, works well for the cycling community or any type of endurance sport. I could have this surgery. I could lose this weight, but I haven't dealt with fundamentally the mental part of what was going on with me. Right. Mm -hmm. There was something mentally that kept me in the cycle that I was dealing with. Some of it's genetic. Yes. But some of it was mental. Um, 
it's the same way with riding my bike and going through gravel. Like I'm not comparing myself to other people. I'm not, I'm not doing any of that. But what I am doing is how do I take care of myself mentally enough to get out in these places? And I know when I'm out on the hills of Flint and I'm trying to battle baby head gravel and I get into a dark space, you know, it's a mental, it's a mental game. And so I think all of that kind of goes together. I mean, this is not a cure-all. People have bariatric surgery and gain weight back all the time. Right. End up right where they are. So it's been a cycle of how do I use the cycling and the exercise and the eating and the and everything else and then mentally, you know, taking care of myself mentally, mental health and all of that to make all of this work together. That's big. Oh my gosh, what was I going to ask you? Oh, you mentioned stars as yes. part of that. Yes, as part of your story and getting started. Um, I did not know this part about you, so I'm curious want to hear about this. So when I first started writing, I will tell you that here in Kansas City, there were very few Black women Mm -hmm. writing, especially in certain areas. So I won't go through the whole history of Kansas City, but Kansas City is much like a lot of cities where you had segregation and it's still to this day pretty segregated Mm -hmm. um, due to redlining, et cetera. So I knew that I was riding my bike in my neighborhood and around and I didn't see Black women. And so what I thought was I got with one other Black woman who was riding named Kim Cole and Kim and I said let's go ahead and start us a cycling club and we had stars so it's sisters that are riding strong and what our goal was in that club was to get other black women on bikes and riding bikes whether it was for fun for transportation whatever the case may be some of it was for health right we know what we're dealing with and um, as a community for the most part if it's for health and to really help women and hold their hands as they got into the sport of cycling and so we did that stars was around for a few years maybe three or four years and then we kind of faded out because you know families and everything else but we would ride once a week and we would pick a route and we would ride and we would deliberately deliberately ride in certain areas so people could see us right so they could see black women and it was amazing you would see the looks that we would get like oh my god it is black women on and we didn't care how you showed up we didn't care if you had on a kit if you had on shorts if you had on a dress we do not we did not care are you outside riding this bike and if you are sis come ride with us we're gonna hold your hand i had women who rode with us now that could probably race and have bypassed me and could ride circles around me and you know i don't even care i'm just glad that they're out riding so stars was around for quite a while we just we knew we had to do something and so you know this was before black girls do bike and all of that this was just kind of something that we started up so yeah stars and every so often you will see me out in a stars jersey that's really fun then how did you get into gravel what was what was the impetus for that so (laughs) i don't even know how i got into gravel that's crazy (laughs) let me tell you how i got into gravel you know when the pandemic hit actually probably right before the pandemic hit i said i'm gonna go get myself an electric bike and so i went to the bike store and i said okay i'm here to get an electric bike and i got on this electric bike and rode and i was like this is great so i came back into the bike shop and my friend mitchell who christy knows as well said finish your ride this bike and so 
I'm like, okay, you know, I'm Scooby-Doo. Yeah, okay, I'll ride this bike. <laughs> and I got on this bike, and it was a specialized diverge. It's a bike you'll see me riding right now. Yeah, it's a specialized diverge. And I so enjoyed riding that bike. So soon after that, I started riding that bike. I was like, okay, this is a gravel bike. I don't know what that means. Like, if somebody asked me what size my tires were and, you know, all that stuff, technical stuff, my cassettes, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I Somebody said buy this bike and I bought this bike. Not too long after that, we met Christy and the folks with <laughs> Lifetime. And they say, yeah, you know, so we got, you know, we're, we're going to do this thing called Unbound. Okay, so we're going to do Unbound. Okay, so my team members are like, club members are like, Major Taylor, yes, we should do Unbound. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do Unbound. Mm. <laughs> Uh, uh, uh. So when we said we're going to do Unbound, I, I hopped on the bandwagon. That's why you should never do groupthink. I hopped, on the band- <laughs> I hopped on the bandwagon and I said, yeah. So we went and we rode in Ottawa and we rode some little gravel here. We rode the Katy Trail. We even went down to Emporia and rode with the folks from Lifetime down there. And I got that. That is how I got into gravel. That is honest to God. And when I, when, when the pandemic started, I already had this gravel bike and gravel just turned out to be a lifesaver, just not just for riding, but again, I'm going to talk about mental health a lot because to me, that's just gravel was, is a whole mental thing. And that's how I got into gravel. So I haven't been riding gravel for that long at all. You, you did the 50, right? Were you signed up for the 50 or the 100? I signed up for the 100 because somebody told me I could do it. I did tell you that. Mm. You so, can. I can. You I can. absolutely can. So this is the <laughs> this is the deal. So folks, I never lose, right? Yeah. I never lose. I try, and if I don't, I learn a lesson. And I signed up for the hundred miles of unbound. I got to the halfway point and I was like, stick a fork in me, I'm done. Yeah. Right. So I got 55 miles in on the 100 course. Um, it's amazing because I did not feel defeated. I didn't feel any of that. I learned a lot of good lessons that day. I mean, I think I started cramping at mile 27. Um, it had not been hot at all yeah. until that day. Um, I had a whole thing of water on my back with no electrolytes. I mean, and you just start looking at all the little pieces that I could have done better. Um, and I, I was not going to make the hundred miles that time, but I made 55. I made it to the halfway point. And to this day, I'm still pretty pleased with that. Yeah, you should be. That's a, that's not an easy 55 miles. No, it's not. <laughs> you should totally be pleased. So are you doing a hundred this year? I'm not, unfortunately. I, you know, my best friend decided she wanted to get married on that same weekend. And so I'm going to be headed off. So I have some other gravel um, rides that I will be doing this year. uh, And I'm pretty excited about that. I was not happy about her friend getting married. (laughs) On that day, you were happy about her friend getting married. Uh, Not if it's on that day. (laughs) I'm going to stand by that statement. 
that's what I said. I, I, I asked for two years to do this unbound thing. And on year number two, you decide to get married on the same day. It's kind of <laughs> crazy. So, but no, I won't be doing it, but I will be doing some others um, this year. So folks will be able to, you know, if you see me say hi, if you, you know, I'll be at Spirit World. Um, so I'll be there. I'll be at Steamboat and who knows where else I'll try to find in, in the in-between time to keep up my training. Love it. Those are good events. Ed, you are you? Uh, is this through Major Taylor? Are you riding with Major Taylor now? I I ride with Major Taylor now, but some of these that I'm doing, I will not be doing with Major Taylor um, because I just cannot. It's crazy. So I t- said I'm a mother. I have a 23 year old that's about to graduate from college, and I have a junior in high school, and their schedules are starting to get in the way of my bike riding. It's pretty crazy. It's yes. ridiculous. These kids, I tell you what. And so I'm having to kind of carve out my own schedule. So you will see, you'll always see me probably in a major Taylor jersey. Um, so if you see me out, it'll be that kind of that green with that Emporia looking map on their uh, jersey. And um, you'll see me out in that. But major Taylor is going to be out at probably a lot of rides. There was just yeah. uh, quite a few folks up at the, in uh, Utah doing Skinny Tire Festival. So we're all over the place. You'll see us at Big Sugar. Well, you won't see me at Big Sugar. You might see me at Little Sugar, but you'll see a lot of us down there. You'll see a lot of us down there. So yeah, I do a lot of writing with Major Taylor now. I used to live in Atlanta and there was made all the Major Taylor groups would come down for the One Love Century. Yes. Every year. And I would just meet people from all over the country riding with yeah. Major Taylor. It just seemed like such a great community. It's it's an absolutely fabulous community um, centered around a super, an absolutely fabulous superhero of Marshall Major Taylor, and so um, it's it's a great place, especially here in Kansas City, and I know it's in other places as well. But if you want to ride in a place that is or with a group that is not, we we are always going to encourage you to ride your ride right? We're always going to encourage you to ride your ride. That is my saying. Um, I tend to not get bogged down with what everybody else is doing. And Christy can tell you, you know, I'm supposed to be doing a lactic fast threshold, whatever y'all call that. And I'm the last person riding. And I'm like, listen, I don't want to throw up when I ride. So I'm (laughs) going to ride with you. So I'm like, I don't want to feel like I'm going to throw up when I ride. I've, I've done that once and I don't want to do it again. And so I'm again. just going to ride back here. And guess what? I don't need an FTP because it doesn't matter. I'm going to ride no matter what. Like, you know, I think with Major Taylor and, and with me in general, you know, the biggest thing is, are we having fun? I would love to say, oh, I compete. But you know what? I I might compete, but it, this is not it. I'm probably straight middle pack. And, and, you know, the more I ride, the better I get. But it really is about riding your ride. You yeah. know, it's about riding your ride. No, that's yeah, that's 100%. Like, that's what I think the, the best part of gravel is. Just pick your spot. Yeah. Whatever you want to do. Yeah. yeah. I think 90% of people are there for the adventure or to see, like, see what they can do. And like 10, 10% are there to like be at the pointy ends. I think it's higher. I think it's like 98% of us are there just to pick a spot and there's 2%. (laughs) Well, y'all tell me this then let me ask y'all a question. I mean, so what's up with gravel? All the pros are coming over to gravel now. How, what's that going to mean for somebody like me? Nothing. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like they're the ones 
they get to, they, they want to go on the pointy end and they want to race and everybody else is just going to ride their ride. I mean, that's, that's like what people say about, about gravel getting ruined. I'm like, that's up to us. Mm. Like, I'm not going to let, I'm not like, like us as a community, like they can go and do that kind of ride. I don't care. Yeah. More power to him. Go be fast on your bike, race your bike, do all the strategy, do all of that. Yeah. I'm going to be back here having fun. Like, yeah. yeah. And I think there's something cool about it. It's I was in triathlon for years and there's a similar thing. Like you can't go ride in the Tour de France or the Paris, like the, all these big, where all these pros are riding, but anybody that can get into the lottery can sign up for unbound right. and ride with the pros, which is cool. And it was the same thing in triathlon. You could be on the same course as the best in the world racing your race. So I mm-hmm. think that's kind of cool. Like the best in the world and the, the average the rest of like us. me and the person <laughs> that's like the rest I of us like can be on the same course and doing the same Absolutely. thing. And often you find the, the pointy, like the pros are back at the finish line cheering the last person in, yeah. which is cool too. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. Where else in, in professional sport or in, in sport, like the year I got to do unbound in 2018, I passed Jens Voigt and Jake Wells. And like, I, like I passed them, mm-hmm. you know, where else does that get to happen? Right. You know, like, so it was hilarious when I mean, there was that moment for me where I'm laughing, going, I cannot believe I just passed that guy on, <laughs> on my bike. Right, you right. Know, obviously, they were having a bad day, but <laughs> look, well, matter. good for you. You take advantage yeah. of that bad day. I mean, I mean, yeah. and I guess that's the that's the beauty of gravel right now is that you. I was down at Little Sugar and towed the line with, and y'all forgive me because I don't know anybody's name. I don't know. I don't know nothing about professional cycling. Nothing, but. She was the world champion. Lauren Stevens, yeah. You were towing the line with her, yeah. I was towing the line with her. And I was like, what's up, girl? I know I ain't supposed to be up here with you, but we gonna do this, right? (laughs) And so- (laughs) I love that. Uh, yeah, I love that. That's that's the fun part of gravel. That's, you know, because I, right, I'm not going to get on a road bike and, you know, race. I, I've never tried- um, indoor sprinting like that might be more so my thing maybe than endurance riding like i got these big quads i might be able to do something like that but as far as doing this endurance thing like i'm not even built like you know and that's okay um that's the beautiful thing about gravel is that it's challenging you don't have to look a certain way to do it i've had you know i've seen people who 70 80 years old like how y'all riding that fast on gravel <laughs> and, you know and they're like yep. oh well you know i ride every day why because i'm retired and i can do that <laughs> and i have time to train i'm not raising kids like you are so you know i think that's the beautiful thing about gravel and that's what i I enjoy the most is being able to meet the folks and total line with people that I can't remember their name, but I know they're professionals. Yeah. You know, you know, you're supposed to know them, whatever. Yes, no. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, I don't care. So. This- I, I was never an athlete growing up. Okay, y'all. Right. I was, a, I was yeah. a musician. I was a classically trained musician. I played the cello. Oh. I played for a long time, played through college. I have no idea how this whole sports 
athletic right. world works. Yeah. I I don't know. I and you know what? And partially, I'm glad I don't yeah. because it looks like the more people know, the more stressed out they get about it. And um, I don't. This is the one part of my life that I don't want to stress about. I want to be healthy. I want to have fun. I want to be outside. I want to get some sunshine. I want to challenge myself. And you know, I do know what size tires I ride now. Good. in the brand but this other is, than that this up. yeah 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 you're yeah, on I, triggers aren't you i'm on no i'm on a specialized pro triggers is that what they are yeah. <laughs> I, still don't know. I still don't know whatever <laughs> whatever it doesn't matter it doesn't matter they're yeah. tired they're tired like they're people tired. get so stressed out about those things and then somebody was asking me for the gravel festival what tires and i was like I'm probably the wrong person to tire ask because I literally never changed my tires. I'm like, I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah. Whatever I'm on. <laughs> I don't change my tires either. And I got to, what was I doing? I was at the gravel camp. Yeah. And my tires got tore up. They I was, did. and Christy was like, Denise, you should change your tires once a year. And I was like, no, I shouldn't. I do change my tire, but, cha- but I don't change like, oh, I'm going to ride 42s for this and 20s. Yeah. Like I don't right. do that. I'm like, this is what's on my bike. I'm gonna this, show up with it. This is yeah. what's on my bike. I mean, I think I may have ridden some gravel on some road tires once, and I was like, okay, so this isn't yeah. the smartest thing to do. But you know, I I try again to have fun and not get too caught up in what everybody else is riding. What do you know? What size tires? Yeah. With, you know, and the guys now are starting to make me do my own mechanicals on my bike, which I think is pretty unfair. But you know, so now I can. <laughs> I know how to put in, uh, you know, sealant and, you know, I could probably guide somebody through being, you know, going tubeless and things like that. But, you know, again, it's about having fun and how accessible can this be for those that want to do it? Yeah. It's I, at my gym, they, uh, yesterday when I was in there, they were like, oh, we have a new goal board. And they kept asking everybody, what's your goal? And I was like, my goal is to have no goals. (laughs) Right. It's like, cause for so long in my fitness, I was like, I'm trying to like have this goal or like do this thing. And you do, you just kind of get stressed out or I do, I get stressed out and I start to stop enjoying it. Cause I get so focused on the goal. Mm-hmm. So my goal is to not have any goals and just have I mean, fun. I think that's good. But I also think that it's good to, if you have a goal and I find myself doing this, I have a goal. And I said to somebody, I want to ride 50 miles in four hours. And they were like on gravel. And I was like, yeah, on gravel. They were like, okay, you do what? No, my first goal was to a hundred miles. Right. And then I reevaluated and I thought, "Mm, that seems kind of crazy. I'm going to be the queen of the short course. So I didn't sign up for anything this year. I don't think that's over a hundred miles. I don't think I signed up for anything that's over 75 miles this year. And it's okay to reevaluate those goals. Like I'm, I'm not going to say I'm never going to podium because like I could be the last female riding in my age group and just by virtue of me hanging in there and finishing a ride I could podium but for the most part I'm not gonna podium um and so I can change my goals however many times I want to and however I want to to fit what I need to fit right and so if I say I want to ride unbound I want to do the 50 miles in four hours great I'm gonna go for that now if I don't am I gonna be mad 
No, I'm j- I'm going to readjust my goal. I'm going to look back and I'm going to say, okay, what could I have done better? What could I have done different? And then I'm going to move forward and I'm going to continue my training. And so it's not really about pod- making a podium. It's not about beating out other things. It's other people. It's about being the best Denisha that I can be on that course and making it through and connecting all the puzzle pieces with the diabetes and the, the you know, the nutrition and the, you know, cramping that I know that I can do and all of those things. How do I connect all those things and make myself a better person? And that's, that's what it's all about for me. I love that. Yep. I was gonna say amen to that. That's awesome. (laughs) For sure. So, so I know that Christy brought up my, um, nutrition and I just want other people out there to hear me when I say to you that I am 100% sure I am not the only berry athlete out there, right? Mm-hmm. I know there are other people who have had bariatric surgery or other people that are considering it. I would love to hear from folks. I would love to talk to people about what have been some of the things that I've learned how to do. You know, we go to camps and we learn, you know, you need 250 calories per hour of being out on your bike on gravel. So what does that mean for somebody who's had like bariatric surgery, right? Sure. I can't slam a, 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 a hamburger down and, you know, it goes straight into my system and, you know, it just doesn't work like that for me. So if there's people who are working through those types of things, I think that it's, we are capable of doing these types of endurance events. And even as diabetics, right, we are capable of doing these types of endurance events. And it's just been an interesting road in how do we put all that together? So yeah. yes, Christy talks about me, you know, my stale crackers and my 50 cents, which I have more than 50 cents in change, in my <laughs> but that's okay. But it's just the case. Like, I don't, drink coke but i lost my soul on a 50 mile ride one time and in the middle of that ride i had to find my soul again and it was in the bottom of a coke can right (laughs) yes (laughs) coke is magical on a long ride yeah I hate it but I was like somebody was like Denisha drink it was Peggy Peggy said Denisha drink Peggy would know yeah and it tablizes straight into your bloodstream that's why it reminds you immediately yeah and so so Peggy, so that's not something I would ever do. But now if I'm out and I see Coke and I'm, my soul is this close to leaving my body, I'm going to drink that Coke. And, and, and by God, that my soul was at the bottom of that can and I was, I was okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, I would love to hear from people or talk to people or, you know, just kind of encourage each other along the way when it comes to dealing with medical issues and endurance sports at the same time. How would folks find you? They can find me. Thanks for asking. Yeah. They can find me. You can find me via my website. I have a website. Um, oh. It's Denisha S dot com. So D-E-N-E-S-H-A s as in snail.com you can find me there you can find me on instagram df shop the third on instagram and so i would love to hear from folks you can email me denisha at denisha s.org you can email me there so i would love to hear from folks you can tweet me tweet me i'm on twitter i don't I'm, i don't participate a lot on there but denisha snail on twitter nice awesome. thank you so much for joining us today denisha and telling us your story Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And I look forward to seeing everybody out and about this summer. Well, I guess some people have already started, but (laughs) later on, it'll be late for me because of these kids, but... (laughs) 
<laughs> and we'll best see. friends. But um, nice. I, I look forward to seeing everybody out later on this year riding. Yeah, we'll see you out there. Sounds good. Thank you. When you're out on your adventures, it's important to take care of your skin, both the parts exposed to the sun and the parts that are not. That's why we're excited that Zelios is joining the gravel community as a sponsor. Zelios uses quality ingredients that athletes love. Every gravel adventurer needs to protect her skin from the sun and Sun Barrier, a clear drying zinc sunscreen is a great way to do it. And of course, we all wanna focus on miles, not our chamois. With Betwixt, Zelios all natural chamois cream, you can do just that. This vegan product uses organic aloe vera as well as almond and coconut oils and doesn't use any of the bad stuff. No fragrances, petroleum, or paraben. Head over to teamzelios.com and get 20% off your order with the code GIRLSGONEGRAVEL. That's teamzelios.com for 20% off with the code GIRLSGONEGRAVEL. You have been listening to the Girls Gone Gravel podcast. This podcast is edited and produced by the team at Live Feisty Media. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave us a rating. It really helps other women find the podcast. And be sure to follow us at Girls Gone Gravel on Instagram or Facebook.